Hello, and welcome to Library Lab Notes, the show that provides insight into all things information literacy in the sciences. I'm your host, Virginia. And I'm your host, Eric. Today, we're going to talk about some of our favorite databases in the sciences. Sounds pretty sexy, right? Oh, very. Or at least we'll try to make it so. We'll be talking about the databases, Medline via Ovid, Web of Science, and Compendex, and spend some time reviewing how to actually use them. So let's get into it. This one's for all the health science lovers. Do tell. It's Wednesday, and it's late at night. You're scrolling your social media when you realize it's 11 p.m., and we all know what that means. So you switch over to your favorite website, the one that meets all your schooling needs, the University of Alberta Library. But what are you looking for tonight? So you swipe through all the options, and one catches your eye. 76 years old, health sciences, and full of primary or secondary resources. It has to be Ovid. That's right. It's Medline via Ovid. My favorite. Okay. Well, in all seriousness, Medline via Ovid is a boss database for all things biomedicine or really health and life sciences in general, including nutrition, food science, sport and wellness, as well as medicine, nursing, pharmacy, pharmacy, dentistry, and much more. It's pretty highly datable. It's very attractive. It kind of freaks you out with its perfection at first, but then you're just like, yeah, I deserve perfection. Oh, absolutely. Don't be intimidated. You deserve this. Right? Okay, but for real, Medline is a powerful tool for searching. Librarians probably like it more than any student for this reason, but it's just one of those if-you-know-you-know kind of things. Right. So you learn how to use it, you get comfortable, and then the obsession begins. Exactly. The way it guides you to subject headings, which can be really efficient way of searching, is unparalleled. I guess at this point, I'm really just talking about the Ovid platform. But Medline just covers so much. For example, this is one of the go-to databases for nutrition. Looking for the impacts food, diet, and exercise have on the body, it's really thorough. That's so good to know. And it does over 27 million references, which, in case you don't know, that's impressive. Yeah, it's sometimes overlooked in the general sciences. It's an obvious one for health sciences, but it has a lot to offer beyond health, or at least intersects with many other topics, like how the environment or pollution impacts humans and animals, or how certain plants have effects on the body. Right. So it's not just surgery in hospitals, specifically. And that's a good thing to keep in mind. I'd recommend chatting with a librarian to get to know some basics on how to use it, and then play around with it yourself, and it will be a match. Totally. So it's not a love-at-first-sight romance, but a slow burn that can stand the test of time type of a romance. You took the words right out of my mouth. Next up, we're going to talk about a popular but multifaceted database. So stay tuned. So our next database gives off some heavy pansexuality vibes covering a plethora of topics in nearly every discipline. We're obviously talking about Web of Science, all databases. 
All genders, baby. Exactly. And just like queer love, it goes back a long time. The longest. The possible beginning of time. And who doesn't want more options? Why have one love interest when you can have many simultaneously? Okay, well, before this gets too confusing, let's just get into it. Yes, yes, of course. So this database has an impressive 1.7 billion cited references from over 155 million records. And while it does cover a vast number of research areas, it is strongest in the sciences, nutrition, biology, ecology, biomedicine, and agriculture, to name a few. It's basically a one-stop shop for all things in the sciences, which is an incredible feat considering how multidisciplinary and multidimensional the sciences are. And, relatively speaking, it is easy to use while still being a very powerful database. For example, you can filter through your search results to view highly cited papers. So it's basically showing you what's trending in academia. It also has something we call forward and backward citations. It's really helpful. Forward citations means taking the articles you are looking at and seeing who is citing it, as those papers are potentially related to your topic. It's like, for example, seeing someone you like on TikTok or Instagram and checking out who they follow, as those accounts could be sort of similar and really good to see. And the backward citation, pull from your article's reference list. So it's like looking at citations mentioned within the article, as those could be related as well. So forward equals citing your paper, and backwards are those your paper cited. Yeah, and either way, it's an easy way to see more research on your topic. Most databases aren't able to do this kind of thing, too. Absolutely. It's just a really smart way of searching because you can double or even triple your own references this way, and you barely have to do anything. The database does it for you. Oh, that's definitely worth it. And there is something really great about searching in one spot, but knowing it's covering a lot of areas at the same time. Kind of like using Google. But this way, the resources you're searching are vetted or more intentionally added to the collection because they presumably, are of high quality, which is not to vilify Google at all. It's still a good tool, but we assume you're already using that one. Who isn't, honestly? Though you do need to be more mindful using it, since anything can show up there, such as research that might be of lesser quality. But the good stuff does come through, too. I mean, I'd still rather date Web of Sciences, all databases. They have caught us in their web. I'm sorry, Eric, I had to. Never apologize, although spider jokes are becoming quite the thing for you. Though, now that I think about it, Google is kind of like a mystery date where you may meet your soulmate or you may just end up being catfished and like hard. Oh, 100%. All right, it's time for one more date. And something tells me it's meticulously groomed and highly engineered for peak perfection. Fun fact, have you ever noticed how birds sing more loudly in the morning? Scientists call this the dawn chorus. While there are a number of reasons for this behavior, one is that the singers are mostly made up of males trying to attract a mate by showcasing their strength and vitality. So you're looking for something a little edgy, kind of constrained, but in a good, attractive way. 
like a Virgo on a Friday night during tax season. They have rules and they want to dominate you and control you, but they have your express consent. They give you structure. They keep the world upright. Sometimes it's all about function, but other times it's art or both. Exactly. We're obviously talking about Compendex. Obviously. So enter an engineering database from the gods themselves. It's coming in with over 20 million records from 77 countries across 190 engineering disciplines. Who knew there were so many engineering disciplines? Not me. So here's the thing. When I picture engineering, I picture bridges, the Walter Dale, the Dawanino. I picture bikes and other metallic, shiny things. I get it. But it's, of course, so much more than that. As is this database. Engineering is ready to mix and mingle. Right. As in, it's very interdisciplinary. You have all of the sciences represented in Compendex. Soil ecology, plant protection, food, bioscience, etc. That's true. This is a good reminder to use it more. Plus, in your more common engineering vein, you can filter your search by the standards and patents, which is not to say you won't find these elsewhere, such as in Web of Science, but it's more obvious in this database. For example, if I search ecology and filter the results by the document type standard, I get 221 records with titles like Standard Guide for Data and Information Options for Conducting an Ecological Risk Assessment at Contaminated Sites and BSEN 14614 Water Quality Guidance Standards for Assessing the Hydromorphological Features of Rivers with the BSEN number referring to a standard. Though, as a heads up, this isn't necessarily how to get standards. More like references to standards, if that makes sense. If you want to look up standards, we recommend using the IHS Engineering Workbench. Oh yeah, good point. It's also good to point out that this database was created with engineering expertise, including key trade publications in addition to scholarly sources, and as sources that can truly not be found elsewhere. Yeah, you won't find the same resources coming up in our catalog. For example, the search the library box on the U of A Libraries homepage. Exactly. So it's exclusive. And controlled. Poised. What's not to love? It's a truly endearing and unique date for sure. But next up, we have a special guest here to share their perfect date. So picture it. Suits, pencil skirts with funky tights, stiff collars, and splashes of pink lipstick. That's right, listeners. We're going corporate. I'm happy to introduce my next guest, who will be chatting with me about business databases. Hello, it's business. It's business time. For all you Flight of the Concords fans out there, we get to hear a classic in my terrible singing voice. Well, hello. Thanks for being so on theme and on brand. For those who may not know you, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, of course. Hi, my name is Celine Gahobrennan. I use the pronoun she, her, hers, and I'm the librarian for business and the co-lead for the library's entrepreneurship and innovation team at the University of Alberta Library. And what is your fave business database? Okay, Eric. Well, when it comes to business databases, it's so hard to pick faves. 
Because of the way business information is organized, it's pretty rare that one database will meet all your needs, information needs that is. Often when it comes to business questions, you need to use different databases to satisfy different information needs. Most of the time, you want a non-monogamous approach to gathering information that will answer your question or backs up the argument or business decision you're trying to make. However, all that said, one database that I am currently enamored with is Mintel. Mintel? Oh, do tell. Well, what draws me to this database is its BDE. You mean big data? Big data energy. That's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah. Big data energy. Exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Mintel has BDE and the goods to back it up. So when you come across loads of data, it can be overwhelming and intimidating, but Mintel doesn't just have loads of data and knows how to organize it so you get what you want. As I said, you mostly want to take a poly approach to finding business information, but Mintel can be a great main squeeze, especially when it comes to a variety of market data. So you're saying that it contains multitudes? Yes, exactly. Well, what are some of the salacious details of these multitudes? Mintel has two major sections. Their insight sections and their analytics sections. In the insight section, you're going to find expert analysis in the shape of reports, industry trends, expert insights, innovative products, and news. And so in this section, you can browse or you can use the simple search bar with useful filters such as region, trend drivers, product features, demographics, or even COVID-19 as a filter. And the search bar will also suggest terms which tend to be quite relevant. And I like that this search suits different needs for different projects. So I could search for a particular service or product, for example, chocolate, and see all the reports that mention chocolate. And not just all the reports, but all the other kind of information. And this can get really useful when looking for information about marketing around a particular product. Or what I can do is I can use the filter to look at a specific consumer segment. So instead of looking for chocolate, looking at Gen Z and then reading a report about that demographic specifically and all their psychographic qualities. And so everything that describes that kind of group and that kind of market. Uh, so with all these positions, <laughs> I should say, ways to position your search, that is. Mintel is never boring. And also many reports linked to Databook, which contains all the consumer research for a particular report, that allows you to access it in an interactive way, uh, also allowing you to take the reins and really customize your own experience. And what does the analytics section offer? The analytics has two subsections itself. Once again, back to those multitudes, the consumer data and products. The consumer data is another way to navigate that BDE, allowing you to search and use the data books directly. And the products section allows you to search and browse their global new products database. And in here, you can find detailed product data on new products in the food, drink, beauty and personal care, health and hygiene, home care, and pet markets. And I think that's it. Well, and it's important. You've really focused on the content here. But what are we talking about when it comes to, you know, looks? Well, 
Not that looks are the most important thing when it comes to making sure your business information needs are met, but it is a slick interface that allows for smooth sailing when it comes to searching. I have no complaints. Anything else we should know before we interact with Mintel? Good question. One final note on Mintel that I respect in any consenting relationship is that Mintel puts its conditions of use up front before you enter the database. So you really know the healthy boundaries for how you can use the database and the information you access before you get down to business. Well, speaking of healthy boundaries, I think it's time to end this segment. Thanks for joining us, Celine. Thanks for having me, Eric. Happy to rave about business databases anytime. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our guest, Celine Barrow-Brennan, and our production team, Lauren and Jessica. We hope you enjoyed this albeit quirky, look into some of our favorite, most datable databases in the science. As always, you can head over to our webpage or check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And that's all for this episode, folks. See you next time. Bye! It just gets increasingly inappropriate with each reading.